0: This week's guest is Madison Kasubek. Madison got her start in the industry while in university when she landed a job hostessing before moving on to serving. Eventually, Madison moved on to a local wedding events venue where she moved on to bartending and management. We discuss a few stories of drunken and angry guests and our shared experiences working weddings. Eventually, Madison moved on to a bar specialized in craft cocktailing where she was able to expand her knowledge and creativity. We talk about the staffing challenges in these current times and we finish off the conversation talking about the downtown kitchener bar and restaurant scene madison is currently working at the grand trunk saloon in downtown kitchener where she manages the bar program enjoy the show
1: the presenting sponsor of the industry podcast is rick baroncelli at the case for wine because everything that wine lovers are looking for whether it's bar or restaurant or a private consumer rick has a great selection of all the different grapes that fit your needs. All regions, all grapes, all the wine. Rick Baroncelli, rick at thecaseforwine.com. Email him today. All right. We're back with another episode of the Industry Podcast. My name's Kip. This is Dan. What's happening with you, dude? Not uh,
0: much. Another day working. I'm not hungover for a change, so
1: that's one episode in a row. That makes one of us. Yes. <laughs>
0: how, <about yourself? laughs> how are you feeling today?
1: Not great, not great, but it's all right. I, I'm, I'm willing to play her. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. We have a great guest, as always. Madison Kashebek will be joining us in just a second. Before we get to her, we should mention that um, if you want to be a guest on the show, you should email us at info at club. Or DM us at Indie Industry Podcast. If you want to help us out, try subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, as always, a big shout-out to Zach Hanna at Co for all your graphic arts needs. He does the artwork for the Instagram page.
0: Perfect, Dad. You can find the links to him in our show notes. Terrific. Okay, enough
1: about us. Let's (laughs) talk about Madison. How are you, Madison?
2: I'm good, thanks. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks
1: for coming on the show. Yeah. Of
2: course, Another
1: in-person one. We like these ones the best, though. Yes. Yeah. It's always easier to talk when someone's actually in front of you versus on screen.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's just jump right into your career here. You started as a hostess at at the age of 10? No, No? that's when you moved to (laughs) Kitchener. This is some great fucking research. like, what? We've never met before. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Okay, no, that is not what happened. But you did move to KW when you were 10.
2: I did, yes. Yes, And
1: then, after that, you got a job hostessing.
2: I did, yeah. Yeah. Probably more so around like 1920.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Like first
2: year university, (laughs) yeah. Nice. And whereabouts? (laughs) At Wildcraft.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've had quite a few people um, who have gone through the, uh, the Wildcraft kitchen. So What's the... Charcoal, charcoal group, group. yeah. I was just drawing a blank on that one. Charcoal group. I don't know why. We've had a million people who have done it. So, it's um, an easy
2: place to start.
1: Yeah. And it, tell me a little bit. Did you find that, like, one thing most of our guests have said about going through charcoal group is that the structure of it being a big chain it helps you with, like, learning the basics. Do you agree with that? Yeah.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. I... I didn't love it there, but I feel like the micromanaging is, is a good place to start for a lot of people, because you really, like, start to learn the steps of service. Like, it's just, it's so micromanaged that I feel like that's where you want to begin your career, and then you can mm-hmm. sort of, like, relax later. Right. But yeah, yeah. I would prefer to hire someone that that worked either at a charcoal group or, like some sort of like chain restaurant
1: yeah i find that helps too like at least then you know they've got steps of service and shit like that down right exactly, So yeah. yeah
2: they know like the basics
1: mm-hmm. when your host is
0: saying do you get a cut of the tips
2: barely
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard fucking job not a job, huge though.
2: cut yeah we also yeah. had like probably like 10 hostesses oh we had right. a lot yeah. there were a lot
1: of us yeah to every time i go into power there's like 15 people standing behind the there why is I, that it's
2: so unnecessary I don't know oh. like I, I don't know
1: okay well the one thing that we know about charcoal group is a lot of hostesses and a lot of different levels of management yeah. for some reason
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: that I also just don't a get. lot
2: of employees in general
1: yeah. I mean it must be nice to be bringing in that kind of money that you don't have to worry about labor costs ever I guess yeah I don't yeah. Have, I don't have <laughs> can't that, relate I a problem. <laughs> 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 yes maybe one day Okay, so let's. Uh, so, how long were you working at uh, Wildcraft before you moved on?
2: Uh, probably about a year.
1: And you only hosted there, or?
2: Um, I served a little bit. I did mm-hmm. a lot of caterings, actually. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah.
1: How do you like? To, how did you like the catering work?
2: I preferred them. Um, more money, longer hours, but like more money in mm-hmm.
1: the yeah. end. Yeah. Was it mostly like parties or weddings or?
2: Mostly weddings. Oh yeah. Yeah, a few like corporate events. Nice. But. Yeah.
1: Um, and so then that, that helped you transition probably to your next spot, which was at the Hacienda, correct? That's right, yeah. yeah. And that's, a, for those people who are not from the KW region who might be listening, that is a wedding, like, solely a wedding uh, event space, right?
2: It was. It yeah. no longer exists. Right. But, yeah, it was, like, mostly, mostly weddings. We had a couple, like, odd events. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, mostly weddings.
1: Yeah. And I would say, like, if you were looking for wine for your wedding, you should probably check out Rick Baranchelli, rick at thecaseforwine.com. Uh, he's got tons of great wines uh, to offer. Um, like, as I mentioned earlier, all different sorts of grapes. He's got the Lupo Day 2018 Beve de And that's uh, one of the finest examples of Grenache in the region. So you should check that out. You're going to want to email him rick at thecaseforwine.com. And so now you're, like, pretty much only working weddings, is that something you enjoyed or was it sort of a pain in the ass
2: a little bit of both yeah <laughs> decent money and weddings really long shifts like 12 13 hours oh, yeah. but i would only work like fridays and saturdays for the most part so was i was sweet. getting like all my hours for the week into like two days oh,
1: that's all which about.
2: wasn't terrible yeah. i didn't actually mind that
1: but you're also going to school at this time right
2: uh or were you done by then <laughs> I think I was just finishing up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This, that could be a long fucking week. So that basically... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. So, babe, but if you're, when you're finishing up school, when you're done school, and then you're just working on Friday and Saturday night, that's not so it's bad. not bad at all. No. <laughs>
2: no. I actually really preferred that.
1: Who? What is your best story of a drunk, obnoxious wedding guest?
2: Ooh... So many. So many.
0: <laughs>
1: well, if you've got lives, feel free to...
2: Okay, there was one wedding. It was um, a wedding. It was all Asian people, and they were not from Canada. Mm-hmm. They barely spoke any English. All
1: right. But, well, hey, you're a language major. Shouldn't it be a fucking problem?
2: Yeah, because Chinese. Chinese <laughs> is my second language. But, yeah, they... I guess they weren't used to drinking as much as they did at an open bar. <laughs> And they all got fucked. Like, every uh, yeah. single one of them was like falling asleep at the table, like fucked, fucked. <laughs> and one guy actually threw up on the wedding cake.
1: On the before cake? Before
2: it was cut, yeah.
1: Amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and
2: like, we didn't know what to do, so we just like awkwardly like cut out the vomit cut and like.
1: It.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't think anyone ate it, but we like took photos of it and pretended it never happened. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was rough. That was probably. Probably the worst like drinking story from the hacienda that I have. Um, We definitely had a lot of like angry guests. Really? A lot of, like, fathers of the bride being like, you know how much I paid for this wedding. Like, right. you're going to fucking cut me off. Like, how dare you? You know?
1: <laughs> did you did you have to cut all, a lot of people yeah, off at this wedding? Yeah. yeah. We really? have really
2: strict rule, rules oh, about, okay. like, really? yeah. Really? Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a shitty spot to get married. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be more like a free for all almost at that uh, kind of... You would like think, but there,
2: it was pretty strict. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Because it's, it's an
2: open bar, so they don't want people, like, hammered.
1: Jeez. Well, that sort of defeats the purpose of the open bar, if you ask I, me. I would but. say so,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I think they wanted to maintain, like, a certain level of professionalism. Uh, right.
1: So that meant you couldn't get drunk while working either?
2: No, no, not even a sip. <laughs> like, not really? even a sip. No. Mm. It was pretty lame.
1: Jeez. Yeah.
2: Three and a half years I wow, managed that's a, there. Fuck,
1: that's a lot of fucking yeah. weddings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you managed the bar there too? I did, So what did that entail as opposed, like, because that seems like a Um, big job.
2: Yeah, it was a lot. Um, Ordering, speaking with, uh, like, the vendors. Um, I actually had office hours as well. So I would work, like, during the day sometimes, like, 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. Rarely, but, like, once in a while I would work, like, 9 to 5. And, yeah, just communicating with vendors, ordering, writing menus. Basically, like, the bride and groom would decide, like, what cocktails they were having, like what liquors they wanted to upgrade to, so I would have to like order those, bring them in, count them, Right. stuff like that.
1: And like, how many different, how many different rooms are there to get married in there again?
2: There's two like ceremony rooms, and then there's like the outdoor like lawn that okay. people get married in. Gotcha. In the summer, but yeah, I'd say like three, including the outdoor, and then upstairs is like the bridal suite, the groom's room stuff like
1: that I, I went to a wedding there once and there was a wedding going on in the room next door to us and oh really yeah and oh that's
2: never happened since i worked there oh really two events in one night yeah yeah no never. i might think
1: maybe i'm thinking about a different spot i'm pretty sure it was there but uh we snuck into the other wedding because i knew a couple people there and it was a big problem <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, because
1: we had a couple of drinks, but there was, like, open bar at both spots, so it was like, you know, you can come and have a couple of drinks over here, too. But there was a couple dudes who did not think that was funny. So. <laughs> so you got caught. Yeah, oh, big time, yeah. And then they they came into our wedding and were yelling at everybody, and it was like, yeah, it was quite a scene. I've always wanted to crash a wedding. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can check that off your
1: bucket list. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, it's three and a half years. So that's a long time to work there. And so what made you leave?
2: Uh, management. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so we used to get gratuity, right?
0: Uh oh, um, used to. Then, That's not yeah, a good <laughs> yeah, that yeah, story. And,
2: and then they took it away because they, I guess they decided it was unprofessional. What? Yeah,
1: yeah. Unprofessional paying your staff good money? <laughs> so, what do you mean? Like they just said nobody was allowed to tip you guys? No. no. Really? No. What the fuck?
2: Yeah, so I, I left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did, they not care? Did they increase your salaries at all, though? No.
2: Oh, no. they
1: just said just, we're just giving like, you yeah, a pay cut. Yeah, they just took it
2: away one day, like, during, really? like, a, a staff huddle, like, right before the wedding. They're just like, oh, oh. yeah, by the way, like, half your income is, like, Gone. you can no, yeah, basically, yeah. like, you can no longer accept cash tips. And, like.
0: Oh, we'll take credit card tips. That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I just didn't really understand it. I guess it was, like, another professionalism issue. Like,
0: That's
1: you know, the nuts. bride and
2: groom are paying so much money. So, like, you know, don't accept tips.
1: That it brings up a question that I have about that is that because I've, I've, I've bartended a couple weddings in my life but not a, nearly as many as you have obviously that, do you find that like before they snatch your tips away um, were you making good money in tips there? Yeah. Really good, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I always see like when I'm at weddings too I'll see so many donkeys who just don't tip the bartenders at all and just like there's, at an open bar. Yeah,
2: there's a few that don't yeah uh, because it's an open bar they don't really like right. think about it I guess they just yeah. like grab their drink and walk off yeah but then certain weddings, especially Greek weddings, people were like throwing money at us. Like oh, it was, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah,
1: just throwing dollar like, bills yeah. at you. <laughs> dense dollar
0: bills.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's it's a dollar sweet. bill? Kim? <laughs> it's
1: been a while, I guess. <laughs> but yeah,
2: no. Uh, like I, I was eat... gonna
1: say a dollar, but I think that would hurt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just like loonies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just whipping coins at you.
2: Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take what I can get.
1: <laughs> well, that would make you a stripper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so you would you would still make good money. Because that's the other thing I always find, like, whenever you are at one of those, like, all-you-can-drink resorts as well that you see a lot of people don't tip. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a, if you're the people who tip, then, like, your service is so much better. It's like, true, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it just makes There's sense. There's, like, but... a
2: heavy-handed pour for people who tip. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, right?
2: You'd but... think that's, like, common knowledge, but apparently not.
1: It is not common knowledge, that is for sure.
2: Yeah, and especially at weddings where there's, like, 30 people standing at the bar yelling at you to order. Like, you're yep. going to obviously prioritize the guy that gave you a 20 right. versus uh, the guy who hasn't been tipping all night.
1: It's the same at nightclubs. When I used to work at nightclubs, I never understood that people didn't get it. So, like,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, do, tip do me next time. Do understand
1: why you're getting served last every single time? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. And
2: then they complain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, what is the one song that you never need to hear again after working that many weddings?
2: Oh my God, Ed Sheeran, Thinking Out Loud.
1: Oh, I don't even know that song. Oh, you would. <laughs> oh, I would Get to hear it. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. If you went to a single wedding, you would know.
1: <laughs> okay. It
2: was everyone's first dance song. Oh, really? Everyone lovely. for like two and a half years. Oh wow.
0: I think fine. Yeah. It was always Boys to Men or something like that for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah, we're older.
1: Yeah,
2: fuck. But yeah, that's that's a good question.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. That's what I do here on this show. Madison, I don't know what you thought you were getting yourself into. I'm
0: <laughs> hey, that, that place, too. Do they have a lot of live bands or just a lot of more DJs? Um, or A bit, wonder- a bit
2: of both. both. Yeah, we had a couple, like, recommended vendors, so we would see the same few people. Uh, There's one DJ. I couldn't stand him. I don't know why he was a recommended vendor, but he would drink, like probably, like, 15 Diet Cokes all night. Yeah. And he'd be, like, sweating, being, like, turn on the AC, like, turn it higher, turn it higher. And we're, like, man, it's freezing. And here." like, maybe if you lay off the Diet Cokes a little.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he was also probably, like,
0: fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was
2: going to guess his weight, but I don't want to offend anyone. He was super heavy and, like, just constantly sweating, being, like, this is too much. And he's sitting there. Yeah, like, he's probably d- done up the top of yeah. right the whole time. Bow <laughs> Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. God, I don't know why I'm so hot. Yeah, but he was the worst, like always complaining about the heat. And, like no one else was. And, and these are people like dancing in tuxedos.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. And they're fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <like. laughs>
1: that's funny. That, that's a shitty job, too, though. We yeah, both, probably. We yeah. both did yeah. weddings
0: before. That yeah, sucks. Oh, yeah, that's great. People go yeah. up. You play something good? No, no, I don't plan to. Yeah. My, mis- my, my apologies. <laughs> the one Can thing I always found something about
1: it was yeah. that, like, the couple is like, oh no, they, like, we want you because we like the kind of music you play, and I'm like, yeah, but fucking Aunt Ethel does not, and she is like in your ear. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it. true,
2: yeah, oh, my and you God. don't know like who to listen to. No, oh,
1: it's yeah. fucking thankless. I hated brides it. Brides yell at me and
0: stuff, and family yeah. yell at me. It's great. That's, that's yeah, why, why so did you so just fun. charge so much because yeah. it's a miserable yeah. fucking job. And I, and I <laughs> did yeah. it all for friends too. That was the shittiest part. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. I wouldn't do like any ones I didn't know, but uh, yeah, that's thankfully. Ship has sailed. No. Yeah, Bars, I isn't better. much better. No. No. No.
2: It's no. got booze
0: right
1: there. <laughs> but you can't drink you it? You
2: can't drink it. Yeah, actually, yeah. I did
1: just drink booze. The actually, whole my time.
2: coworker got fired in front of me for drinking. Oh,
1: really? Mm hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Wow. She tried to throw me under the bus, too. She's really? like, well, I wasn't the only one drinking. <laughs> like,
1: oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, what's the point of that? Like, she's already fired. Why yeah, take someone like, why, down? Why with why you? Take yeah. Why take us all
2: down? <laughs> but
0: okay.
1: Fuck. Wow. If you want to out that at least
2: I can hold show. my liquor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say her name now?
2: <laughs> I don't actually remember. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie; I don't remember.
1: Her name. Yep, she's insignificant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so after they stole your money, um, yeah. you—is that when you went to work at Twenty One Fur? Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that 21 Fur is also now closed, unfortunately, but... Um,
2: Everywhere I work, whenever I yeah, leave, they just they, they have
0: to close, right? <laughs> if, I, if I see you driving a Lamborghini around town, I'm going to know something's up.
1: So it's either that or... it's <laughs> <laughs> just like on the last train out of Dodge, right. you just see it happening? <laughs> this place is fucking going under. I got to get out of here. It's true.
2: <laughs> Don't hire me. I'll take your business down with
1: me. Duly noted. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: So, did you start there right when they opened up?
2: No, no. Oh, okay. um, probably about a year or two in.
1: So is this when you started really getting into, like, craft cocktailing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And did you design menus there or no?
2: I did, yeah. yeah I designed my first menu there.
1: Oh, that's exciting. So do you remember the, what was on it?
2: Um, yeah, 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 basically, oh, okay. for the most part.
1: What, uh, what do you think that goes into making a perfect cocktail list? I like to ask people this.
2: I mean, there's like a delicate balance between liquor, uh, sugar, and acid. Basically, that's mm-hmm. like what it comes down to. Right. It's just balancing those three. Mhm. And I always like to put like something fun in it, something no one's heard of, or something that's like just not super popular, so that guests ask about it and the servers can sell it. Right. But yeah, that's basically it. Like, it's it's not super challenging.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair. And it's
2: fun. It's fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, if you like to have fun, then uh, you
2: should reach out, <laughs> nice to
1: <our> song, <laughs> reach out to our friend Rick Baranchelli at the Caves for Wine. and He's got all your wine needs covered, um, whether you're a bar or restaurant, if you're planning for your wedding, if you're a private customer. He's got the uh, 2017 Premier Cru Domaine, Reigno Christian. It's a Premier Cru Burgundy, and done in the classic Burgundy style. And it's great for the summer. So, once again, that's Rick Baroncelli, rickatthecaseforwine.com. In fact, I'm going to be seeing Rick tomorrow very early as we're doing a blind tasting at my Bar Babylon sisters at 10 in the morning. Ooh. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rick, if you're listening, I, we got to back these times, these starts up, <laughs> start times back a little. Anyway. Okay, so twenty one fur. How would you describe the clientele who hung out there?
2: Unfortunately, we got a lot of students. Right, because like,
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like students would come once and they would hate it because they would look at the menu and be like, "Why don't you have porn star shots? Why don't you right. have like? <laughs> Why don't you course, like... <laughs> Malibu rum and pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Plus the prices. The I'm prices.
2: Sure, right, as
0: yeah, well, right? the
1: prices. That's, that's my theory of how to eliminate your student customers. Was just you just kind of price them out of it, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 which kind of helped, but they would because it's in Uptown Waterloo, and I'm sure you get some of this, too, mm-hmm. at Babylon, but because it's on King Street in Uptown, like, they're going to, the students are going to venture yeah, down. they come in. They're going to yeah. walk in, not knowing what it is, and, mm. and they're going to look at the menu and be like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> a $16 yeah. cocktail? Like, no.
1: <laughs> I don't see Jager Bomb anywhere on this exactly, menu. Exactly, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they had, you had a pretty awesome whiskey list there as well. We did, yeah. yeah. That's what I I remember both
2: yeah our like ideal clientele would be like mid-30s and up mm-hmm. because those people can appreciate a good whiskey right. or a good cocktail mm-hmm. they appreciate good food they can also afford
1: it right yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you um like how would you say that you learned sort of how to make uh, your own cocktails like your own um feature cocktails like what Like, did you just develop it over time, or like a few months of working there, or like?
2: I think yeah, like, yeah, a few months of working there. I mean, Yuli did teach me a lot about
1: craft cocktails. Ulysses, he is a former guest on the show. You Mm -hmm. should check that out in the archives.
2: Yeah, he um, he has a lot of experience creating menus, so I did learn under him, and I can thank him for that. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay we'll move on (laughs) so that's but that's good like because if you don't have like some sort of like a teacher mentor situation then you're kind of just flying blind right yeah Yeah. you need someone to teach you the very basics like you said the um, acidity and sugar and like how much how to balance that that yeah and it's pretty
2: basic but you just need to know you need to know that and like what goes into it like, I work with a lot of people now, and I'm always encouraging them to come up with their own stuff. But a lot of them are very, like, unbalanced and, and just kind of, like, it's it's weird, you know? Cause super I don't, sweet. So yeah, super. like, su- it generally is super sweet. We're, like, super aesthetic. Gin and, and
1: root beer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I drink a gin and root
1: beer right now. <laughs> We don't have them. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I know. Like, oh, I prefer beer. this this lovely red wine. This is a Thank
1: you. Podcast, <laughs> it we is, drink red it wine is. on I know. <laughs> Actually, we used to drink too much red wine in yeah, the early yeah. ones, and yeah, it was a train wreck Yeah. yeah I had like to it's kind do fun, a though. lot of
0: editing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <like> a lot. <laughs> you might have to do
1: that tonight.
2: Yeah.
1: If you're new to listening to the podcast, maybe start around episode 10. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Crushed like a
0: bottle and a half before the show started, and then bottle during, bottle, another bottle and a half during the recording. It'd be like three bottles. Yeah. It's not <laughs> good. Wow. Not good. So so you're like
2: blacking out <laughs> mid-recording. You have <laughs> yeah. to like re-listen
0: yeah. to it. And yeah. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forget pretty much everything after 10, after 6. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the perfect way to spend a Monday. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Employee of the year. Well, that just made me lose my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so let, you know what we should talk about is Rick at Baroncelli at the Case for Wine, since we have a moment here. If you are looking for wine for your home, for your bar, your restaurant, your wedding, he's your guy, rick at thecaseforwine.com. He's got the 2019 Blueprint Cabernet Sauvignon from Lale Vineyards. And it's uh, it's an amazing expression of Napa Valley Cab, and it's uh, 10%. So 10% of the proceeds from Blueprint Wine go to organizations that are fighting climate change. I hate fight climate change, but it's pretty much going to change. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> or,
2: unless you fight it. You
1: buy it, If you don't fight, I guess I mean, you got to put up a fight, right? <laughs> uh, okay. So getting back to working at 21 Fur. That why did that place close down? And it closed down after you left, right? So obviously that's probably it the reason. It closed down
2: because I left.
1: Because you left. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Uh no. <laughs> but yeah. It
2: closed down because when I left, all the employees left with me.
1: All right. I remember and hearing something it was about this. it was
2: mid COVID, like the peak of COVID, wow. when it was really hard to hire other um, mm-hmm. like industry staff. So he had a hard time like rehiring people and. Right. I kind of figured that would happen.
1: And was the owner, he was a chef, right?
2: No, oh. no, he was an accountant. Actually.
1: Oh, oh yeah. shocking. <laughs> That's, right. That didn't work out. And yeah. Yeah. no yeah. industry experience whatsoever?
2: No, and he also didn't really listen to anyone's opinions, which mm. was a huge issue. He didn't listen to our chef, he didn't listen to me. Like
1: That's he, the worst. I like I don't understand that. Like I wouldn't if I saw a fire on the street, I wouldn't just be like, you know what, I think I know how to put this out of the way. <laughs> right. Like go yeah. the way guys yeah. in the Fancy hats, like yeah. <laughs> with the hoses. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, like yeah, it's crazy. But it happens all the time in this industry where someone's just like, "Well, I like to drink in bars, so I should probably That's know exactly how to run lines." or hmm
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, he he owned an, a yogurt shop before that, and it was pretty successful, but. I mean, like frozen yogurt, you hire like one 15 year old boy to like pull the yogurt
1: Mm, and like
2: work the register, and that's about it, right? Right.
1: Yeah.
2: Owning a a bar is a huge challenge.
1: I've heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing I was going to ask you about that when we were talking about like you teaching, well, let's first of all, you've moved on to a new bar, Grand Trunk Saloon. So I like to think there are friendly neighbors from Sugar Run so yeah. anyone in a downtown Kitchener or a neighborhood should be checking out Madison at Grand Trunk and Grand Surf your sister bar but mostly Sugar Run <laughs> 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 just kidding we love it there uh, <laughs>
0: and how do people find these places online
1: oh yeah it's at Sugar Run Bar on Instagram or at Babylon Sisters bar for mine, and Grand Trunk is at the Grand Trunk. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I we? believe
2: it's KW Grand Trunk oh. on Instagram.
1: Well, why did you then, say yes when well, I said no. at the Grand Trunk? <laughs> 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 That's all right. You don't even, You probably don't run the account. I don't. So. No. <laughs> then I'll put links to it in the show notes. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Thank okay. You. Good. <laughs> yeah. So you have moved down there, and like. When I wanted to talk a little bit about what you were saying about now teaching people how like your staff how to make cocktails properly. Do you find that like when you when you're saying to them, "Oh, come up with something, do you find that they are intimidated at all with extremely that? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: um they I feel like most of them. Uh, like, the ones that have no prior knowledge and have never done it before, like, they do get overwhelmed, and they're like, oh, well, I'm not ready, like, you just do it, you do it. Mm-hmm. But I would much prefer them coming to me with, like, this, like, idea that's maybe 50% done, right. and then I can help work with them yeah, that's... and make their idea, like, a, a new menu item, you know? Like, I want right. that, I want to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and, th- and that's the only way they're going to learn, too, right, is if they try something and then if it, you know, tastes like a glass of piss then you can help them fix that exactly yeah and then explain to them why it tastes like piss right yeah yeah. (laughs) if they can't figure that out on their own Uh, so, one of the things that you and I have talked about before is the challenges of staffing these days. It's so um, hard. It's bad. And you're the bar manager there now, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, talk to us a little bit about how the challenges of like hiring people who are not completely useless and, <laughs> and, and, and retaining the ones who aren't.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, in terms of hiring new staff. I got probably like 200 resumes in the past like month and a half. Really? And like maybe 5 of them have industry experience. Yeah. <laughs> So
1: right, did wow. you post on like a job site? Uh, indeed,
2: indeed, yeah. Yeah, so indeed. the same thing happened. We also me. posted on our Instagram. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: I found that when I posted on the Instagram you got nothing. But no, as soon as you yeah, post same. on Indeed, you get flooded with uh, resumes and that's but totally like no ridiculous.
2: one qualified. No,
1: I know. There was there was one guy. I was like I used to get insulted by some of them. There was one guy oh, who applied for that. the job and his only experience was that he was he had worked at a gas station. Like his only job experience, period. (laughs) We've had (laughs) worse. We've
2: had two people now where they're any, the only thing on their resume is just their high school. Right. And nothing else. Like,
1: just their high school. Like, that's not a resume. No volunteer
2: experience. Like, nothing.
0: At least just some
1: special skills. Like this is the high
2: school I went to. <laughs> I have no skills. I have no hobbies. Wow. No
0: interest. Yeah. No their, nothing. That's, that's their parents doing the resume for them. <laughs> that's <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty nuts. So I guess that's how I ended up working for you a couple of times to fill in.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, uh... yeah i uh worked in bars before, though. Well, I thought, I thought you were talking about how your mom did your resume for uh, you. Yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> she did. Actually. Just get out of my house, son. You're, you're in your 40s. Just leave. Just leave. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's bad. And really, still, mm-hmm. I, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. You got to weed through all of these resumes to find anyone who's got like just a modicum of service experience. And mm-hmm. it's, and I also find that and like both of like Grand Trunk and Sugar Run are the kind of bars that you would this should not be your first serving job like you should have a little bit of experience because they're nicer spots they we expect them to have some product knowledge etc but but sometimes like you're just getting these resumes of people who should be applying at like an Eastside Mario's
2: that's right yeah
1: and instead we have to take them because there's, there's
2: nothing else coming in because
1: at least they have more than high school
2: yeah yeah <laughs> barely yeah. But yeah.
1: I have worked a job
2: yeah you're hired
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I, I definitely know that last summer it's gotten a little bit better I think we've been talking about this as well it's gotten a little bit better this year but last summer we hired two people who had literally zero serving experience and we're like I guess we're just gonna have to fucking train them up like it, how
2: did
1: it work for you it was 50-50 of the two
2: okay
1: <laughs> which is not bad yeah. but then there was still like like there were just little things like the one the one who was actually not bad was like i came in one night and she was really busy and she was like running through the bar like running back to the pos or anything i'm like first of all I'll, chill. i could just, yeah like i <laughs>
2: look chill even if you're not chill just that, look chill yeah, i know like that reflect looks terrible
1: well <laughs> also i could just see like a lawsuit in waiting you know it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: But, But, like, no guest wants to see their server, like, running through the dining room, you know? Like, you look crazy.
0: (laughs) You
1: do look crazy. You
2: look like you don't know what you're doing.
1: Like, if I see a server sprinting in the restaurant, I assume she just robbed the place. Yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Just on the way out. (laughs) So, Todd, um, how have have your, like, newbie hires worked out?
2: Um, Probably 50-50 as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, we had one that was excellent. Like she's probably our best employee now. No, she's nice. only nineteen, which oh, is shocking. Wow. Um, but she has well, been I mean, working. You started
1: when you were ten, so. <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's been working for a while. Like she has an amazing work ethic. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I'm very proud of her. And then the others, we've had to fire a couple, unfortunately.
0: Right. Did you get to do the firing?
2: Uh, get to I want to (laughs) I was a witness
1: Uh, yeah so uh, uh, have you ever had to do that as a manager
2: I have luckily never had to verbally fire
1: someone because I totally delegate that shit yeah
2: yeah. Okay, yeah so you don't do like do it. it either. Well
1: oh, it fucking sucks firing people. Like, yeah. I've obviously fired people before myself for sure, but like if I can like if I'm paying someone to be the manager of my bar, like that comes with it. It's like making the schedule. I don't want it. those That's people right. mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> so I
2: don't write the schedule. Oh, Cass, how did you, that is you avoid right? that? I
1: don't know. <laughs> that is the worst job of a manager. I know. Oh so um yeah, so and Cass is like the manager of your sister bar?
2: No, so Casey manages our sister bar. Oh, Cass yeah. co-manages with me. Oh, okay. So I manage the bar, everything bar related, and Cass writes the schedule, trains the servers. We interview and hire together. Uh, we fire together. But yeah, she does most of like the the interaction yeah, portion of. Of
1: managing. Oh uh, well, it sounds like you got the better.
2: Yeah, I'm not know. a people person. <laughs> but she she prefers it too. Like uh, so we we work all together. You,
1: that's good because I think that your job sounds way better. But
2: <laughs> agreed.
1: <laughs> okay, so talk to us a little bit about the cocktail list at Grand Trunk because it's kind of unique the way that you at least it's like almost like a Venn diagram on the. Uh,
2: it um, is. Yeah. yeah. That's not like my favorite way to display the cocktails sure, but just that because happened before you got there it did yeah. yeah and guests really like it because i feel like guests believe that they're making informed decisions because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they can see like sweet sour bold for example and they can be like oh yeah like i like something a little bit sweet but a little bit bold and then they like find the venn diagram portion that's like in between the two right and they think they're making like the the best decision yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the truth is like just between us and anyone listening yeah, it's
1: like four people <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> love your honesty <laughs> but yeah just between us it all my cocktails are well balanced like every single one of them right. like maybe a few of them sway a little bit sour or a little bit stronger mm-hmm. but barely right. like if you're if you're like ey hate sweet you could still order from like the sweet portion of the Venn diagram and enjoy that cocktail, right. you know?
1: Yeah, so the, the Venn diagram's not doing shit is basically what you're saying. No, but yeah. but
0: people like
2: but it. People so like we, it. So we true. keep yeah. it because people get mad if it's gone.
0: The tech nerds must like that I'm guessing.
2: Probably. Yeah. I, I don't know who likes it, but the owner says that people like it.
1: I believe.
2: It. It. I trust him. Yeah, and, I like, it.
1: and it's different from everywhere else too, right? It's true, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I could I see that. Like you said, people think they're making a more informed decision because they've narrowed in on their little.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's cute. <laughs> and how often do you guys change up the list?
2: Probably like four times a year, like each season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty standard. And did you um do you guys have like cocktail creation development or is it like mostly you just so we used all the- to
2: we actually used to have meetings right. where all of us would taste the cocktails. Now it's a little bit. Because we have so many new hires, it's more so just like me, the other bartenders. Sometimes we'll bring it over to Surf, like the two restaurants will collaborate. Mm-hmm. The chefs sometimes try it because chefs have an amazing palette.
1: Sure, some of them.
2: Um, and yeah, like it's still collaborative, but not everyone is involved
1: right okay yeah and so how much trade-off is there between like Grand Trunk and Grand Surf like so Grand Surf is a tiki bar Grand Trunk's more of a straight craft cocktail whiskey would you say a whiskey sort of yeah, yeah. whiskey yeah, yeah. yeah. You, guys have, you guys have lots of whiskey so how much like back and forth is there between the two spots because like, I know it's obviously the same owner and it's they're right down the street from each other and which I really envy mm-hmm. actually <laughs> really nice oh fuck man that's <laughs> my dream yeah um, and like do you guys trade staff do you trade like you mentioned you kind of collaborate sometimes on drinks Mm -hmm. but their drinks are like just potent
2: they're so fun they're so yeah they're very alcoholic and they're very sweet yeah I feel like
1: it's three ounces of booze and a bunch of sugar and everything yeah yeah. Yeah. it's like a hangover waiting to happen (laughs) it's tiki
2: (laughs) Um, I love surf. I love yeah. it. Well, so Casey, who manages surf, used to manage trunk. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like, we value her opinion. Um, she's as involved as she can be, but she's working, like, pretty, like, like a lot. She's working a lot at surf, so right. we don't see a lot of her anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: But, yeah, no, we, we collaborate as much as we can. We, like, if we ever need something, we'll go to surf. If they need something, they'll come to us. Like, it, it's really convenient, actually, because mm-hmm. we're literally, like, not only are we, like, close, but we're, like, maybe one business away from each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it literally, literally like
2: takes me, like, 60 seconds to walk to our sister restaurant, right. which is super convenient.
1: And if you have a drink there, it takes you a lot longer to walk out.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> we'll let you go soon because uh, we're getting near the end of the road here. But uh, I did want to talk to you about a little bit about the downtown Kitchener community and, the like, how do you feel about the competition versus uh, sort of working together between bars downtown, or in any region, really, I guess?
2: I don't feel like a lot of competition. Actually, a lot of people that come to Trunk and it it's like one AM and they're like, Well where can I go next? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna recommend like yes. Sugar Run, yes, obviously. I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I hope you I, would recommend us too. Never. No. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, all the time. I I like so the way I look at it is like yeah. it shouldn't be a competition because basically okay. the only competition for a Um, downtown Kitchener is uptown Waterloo. Like, you just want... Because nobody hangs out in the same bar all night anymore. People like to bounce around, and it's like... Mm -hmm. Like, when Dan and I were in university, we used to sit at the campus pub and just drink there for like seven straight hours right like but now that now people don't drink that way anymore they they no. want to bounce around yeah, so they do. so really our only competition is like a different area of the city mm-hmm. yeah. we just want to bring them downtown and how have you found the sense like, of because we did lose a few bars uh during covid unfortunately um have you found that it's been harder to get people downtown now
2: um well right now right now we have a lot of construction on our street yeah, you do <laughs> So actually right in front of our restaurant, they're like ripping up the sidewalks, ripping up the road. They're putting in a bike lane. Um, They said it was going to take two months. I feel like it might be a little longer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, Trust me, it will be, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's been hindering our business for sure. But I feel like other than that, we've been okay. Mm, that's yeah, good.
1: we've yeah. been
2: we've been doing okay. It's for starting sure. to come
1: back a little bit. Yeah. but I did notice that like when we first came back from like the the last lockdown or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe the second last one more accurately, that the people were not coming downtown as much. And a part of that was because bars were closed, right? Like, Rich Uncle is down there as well, but they're like they went through a stretch where you, they, you didn't know if they were going to be open or closed. Like, right? Yeah, they, they had like a. Fires and a flood, and
2: it's <laughs> true, yeah. Yeah, no, they did. I, yeah. remember, I remember Grand Trunk was filling up with smoke, and we're what, like, What's going on? And everyone's like, Oh, the rich uncle's just on fire again. It's
1: like, yeah. it's like they did something to anger the, the Lord or something like that. And when he starts with the plagues,
2: apparently, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But no, but I, that's good because I'm, I'm glad that uh, you feel like things are picking up. I sort of feel that way again now,
2: finally, and yeah. Because people aren't afraid. People aren't afraid anymore.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, Madison, thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate having you. And thank you for having me. Here. Thanks. Yes. And uh, yeah. Well, I'll be seeing you soon because we are community downtown. We are. Yeah. All right. Perfect. (laughs) Thanks very
0: much.
2: Thank you.